says preparing to live stream, but I think it just means that we are uh, live streaming. So we'll just <laughs> wait We're for learning this. Exactly. We'll wait for us to give us the official count. And I believe we are there. Welcome to week two, ladies and gentlemen of the gracious two. Week two of the gracious two. You got that right. Week two, episode two. There you go. <laughs> so what's going on, man? Chilling as always. There you go. Chillaxing, chillaxing. Just getting the kids to school and doing that kind of stuff right now. So, you know, dad oh, mode. Really duty, yeah. Duty. I always love that word. So the first three episodes, I'll be in dad mode. And then the fourth episode, I won't be in dad mode. <laughs> yes. We get on dad mode, Chad. I love it. I don't know what's going to be different, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be doing the pod naked, I heard, for yeah. fans. Just take my shirt off. That's all. Hang out. Hang out with your wang out, as they say. Mm -hmm. Rock out with your cock out. Um, yes, that's my famous saying, or is a famous saying that I like to use. Oh, I thought you were going to try to claim it. I was like, damn, you invented that? Yeah, dude. Don't <laughs> let anybody know, though, you know? Uh, so, a day of remembrance yesterday. Did you, uh, did you, do you remember where you were 9-11-2001? Oh, I remember very specifically where I was. Talk to me. Do you want to tell that story? Please. <laughs> so, uh... This was in my single period, and I I had flown a, a girl in from Miami to hang out with me in, when I lived in Portland. Yes. And so she was supposed to be there. Uh, what day is she? So that was on Tuesday, right? What day, what day was 9-11? I it? believe you're right. It was either a Monday or a Tuesday, but for some reason, I'm thinking Tuesday. I think it was a Tuesday because she was supposed to leave on Wednesday. And I was, at that point... And she's a great girl and, and very nice, but I was that, you know, I was just kind of ready for her to go. Right. Not to be in my space anymore. Yeah. And so we had a great time and all that stuff. But so my my phone rings at six, probably 40 a.m. or six forty five, something mode. like that. Yeah. Cause I was on the I was on the West Coast. And it's my mom and she says, You see what's going on? I was like, What do you mean? She's like, turn on the TV. So we're watching all the shit go down and then the the second the second jet hits and then they're talking about you know all this stuff and then all of a sudden they're like yeah shutting down national airspace yeah and at this point it dawns on me i just look over and i'm like oh fuck she's stuck here you're like god damn it this national like tragedy this, yeah exactly this is horrible but i gotta bring it back down to my microcosm and i'm like oh no <laughs> this chick is stuck here with me uh okay <laughs> So how did we yeah. uh, give her the kaboot, so to speak? Because I think it was grounded for a couple of days. If I yeah, remember. I I called in a, a buddy to like hang out with her for a little while, <laughs> like nice. around the house, with, I could just like have my own space. Um, and then uh, and yeah, like I think by Friday or so she could fly again. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so, that, I, so I remember that very specifically, yes. And we, we were actually reconnected on Facebook and talked about that. It was just like how crazy that was. Yeah, you were 9-11 buddies, so to speak. Yeah, yes, exactly. What now, because you said, so I guess your mom had hit you before the second tower hit. I mean, the second yeah. plane. Yeah. So at that point, I mean, as far as I was concerned, I thought it was like a stupid drunk pilot or something. Like I, I wasn't really expecting it to be terrorism. And right. then once they were live streaming and that second plane hit, I'm like, oh, fuck, America is under attack. This is crazy. Yeah, it became pretty evident pretty fast at that point. It also became pretty evident that 
America unites pretty damn quickly in their resolve. And uh, I, I've never felt as much pride to be an American, uh, I would say, until like 9 12, 2001, when it was like flags everywhere and just America, America. It was kind of from a shitty situation. It was kind of cool to see everybody in America just kind of hop on the same page and like fucking let's go get terrorism now. Oh, absolutely. It was that was amazing. I mean, that was amazing. I, I love that too. It was great to see. I, I would hope that if something happens like that today, um, the the country would come together like that. Right. You know, Kamala Harris tried to compare J six to fucking to to nine eleven. I don't what think is, that's the same. What is J six? J six. January six. Sorry, I didn't know they had this little J six lingo. My bad. Oh, sorry. Yes. Wow. Was there, she gave a speech where she compared the two, and I was just like, everyone's like, are you are you serious? So, so I guess my us, point is the country didn't rally around J6 the way they rallied around 9-11. It's two totally different things. Right. Two totally different things. One was us like saying, hey, you stole an election. The other one was us fighting for our freedoms. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like uh 9-11 and J6, as they say, are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Just in my I don't know. I don't know much. I'm a dumb comedian and podcaster. So, hey, hey, exactly. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but, but uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, it was it was cool to see as a you know, I was I don't know, I think 19 or somewhere, somewhere around there, 20 ish. And it was just cool to see everybody come together and everybody was on the same page. And, you know, it was sucked that it took something like that to happen. But yeah, I wonder if it did happen today, if we would have that level of um, camaraderie or if we would still be so divisive. I'm not sure. Hard to say right now. It is hard to say, especially when you have a president that won't even, you know, be at the White House or at the at the ground zero to mark the occasion. Because right. it's, right. it's 22 years later, I heard the excuse was, uh, well, they didn't go visit Pearl Harbor 22 years after Pearl Harbor happened. That was kind of the official oh. White House excuse. That, that's the standard for what we I do. Mean, this is, is he's got to be. This guy is like <laughs> Biden's like it's totally anti-American. It's unbelievable what he continues. Oh, so twenty-two years ago, like yeah. we need to. Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, it's, it's just crazy to me that this guy is president and acts like this, and complete have, disregard for the country. Of it's unbelievable. And seems to have a pretty good shot at taking it over again in 2024. If, if um, you know, somebody doesn't really count ballots or I wonder if they're going to do the whole everybody gets a ballot this time thing, because why would they not? It worked out so well for them last time. Yeah, it was funny. I just heard Tulsi Gabbard on uh, Joe Rogan talking about how she lived in a house, uh, I think in D.C., and the old owners who were dead got ballots that year. Just oh. like I told that story about my dad right. getting a ballot from my, you know, my mom got a ballot for my dad. He was dead. Yes, like, so how many, you know, so there's two examples, personal examples, right? How many times did that happen? And how many of those ballots got sent, sent in? Well, I don't it's think unbelievable. I'm unbelievable, but my aunt and uncle got, and again, me. stupid friend for, you know, guy from live or guy from the fans alive who said that my mom committed election yeah. fraud. She did not send it in. Okay. Right. 
Okay. Let's clarify so they could clear, hear it clearly. She did not send it in, gentlemen. Um, but so to tell you this, so my aunt and uncle, they got those ballots and they thought it was like the um, the um, ballots, the absentee ballots that you would get um, if, if you if you couldn't vote. So they threw theirs out. And then once they realized that those were actually the ballots that they had to use, they called up and got two brand new ones sent to them. So right okay. there, they could have lied about the two ballots being lost. And right. Then there was no verification. Yeah. Right. Right. They didn't have to sign an affidavit or anything, right? Just Right. I will send you two new ones. Fine. Go ahead. And just to clarify, they threw out the original ones. They did not Sorry. mail in four ballots. <laughs> so we can not have anything uh, mixed up there. Because if we talk about it and we're Republican conservative, we would commit the fraud. Yes. Not, yes. not the whole other side that actually did it. And right. <laughs> this, this is the point we're making. But yeah, it's okay. But it's okay. We will make it through. <laughs> I, um, I'm watching this thing on uh, Netflix that is fucking cool as hell, man. It's called Spy Ops. Have you heard of this? Mm, no, I'm not. Check it out. Dude, you are going to love it, man. It it gets into um, spies from all different sides, from KGB to mm. Israeli to MI6 to, you know, our CIA. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's dope. Oh, oh, so let me tell this before I hop on this. So we uh, have a producer who is... Uh, a history buff, oh, yeah. which, by the way, that is early onset Republican. Yes, I remember that. Uh, that's from uh, Netflix. Uh, who Shane Gillis? Yes. Oh man, I'm it just good. popped up. All right, I can't do this right now. Ah. <laughs> I just wanted to find. Just wanted to find that show. Anyway, spy off. So I'm looking up. Yeah, dude. Two words. Tell your story. Yeah, so let the audience know we do have somebody who will be able to like we're talking about spy ops now. They could pull up an article on it put it on screen so everybody could see but there was some miscommunication apparently between myself and him uh on when he would start oh. so yeah so his thought is he's starting next week hmm. and my thought is he was starting this week and i clearly had said that but i'm gonna let it slide uh this one last time i told him we need commitment from here on out otherwise we move on to the next we're definitely not calling him jamie then it's you know already <laughs> got this jacked up just kidding right he's definitely <laughs> baba booey at this point it's not it's not attained jamie's status right right <laughs> what's his name for real name? julio iglesias yeah well, oh cool. fair cool all right julio iglesias is doing awesome uh, I do call him Rob Bobby Yankee. His name is Robert Hayes, so I call him Rob Bobby Yankee. So that's cool. for for him. Rob Bobby Yankee, pull that up for us. I was just call um, him Bobby. Really call pull that up, Bobby. That works, <laughs> Bobby. Yeah, anything works. It's kind of a cool name to pronounce all different ways. Yeah. Um. So when he gets here next week, guys and gals that are listening, give him some shit for not being here this week. So speaking um, of Netflix, I watched Painkiller, which is yes. awesome. Have you seen? Uh, so since we spoke about it, I am on episode two, and I freaking love it. All right, sorry, we spoke about this last week. Yeah, because uh, Peter Berg was on Joe Rogan, and I got yeah, I watched the whole series. It's freaking amazing. Did a great job. The Sacklers are uh, man, piece of work. No, of no work. one's mentioning how great Broderick was in that. Matthew Broderick, I mean, come on. Ferris Bueller kicked ass in that freaking show. He was well, so good. I haven't heard anybody talk about him. Maybe that's just me, but I just haven't heard anybody talk about how great performance he's he did the right winger i think isn't he 
Broderick? I don't know. I don't know. Well, because his wife, Sarah Jessica Parker, I couldn't imagine being anything but liberal. But no. he seems like maybe he could lean a little right. I'm not sure, but a phenomenal performance. And, and you know, to go from Ferris Bueller to that is yeah. like, wow. Wow. Obviously, he's done, you know, lots in between there. But yes. Right. A lot of performance. Work too. He was doing Broadway and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So that definitely picks up your acting chops, I would think. Yeah, because, you know, the whole show, Peter Berg and Joe Rogan, they didn't mention Broderick at all. It's like, oh, wow, he did a great freaking job. Like, And he was really one of the I mean, there was a couple like other actors that you'd seen before, but he was really the main attraction in that. Yeah, I liked uh, Shannon Schaefer. That's uh, David Coveney's daughter, West Coveney. Really? West Coveney, yes. With Tia Leone? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Oh my, because I've, you know who she is, Tia Leone? Yeah, absolutely. She is hot, dude. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, good looking dude. Them two making kids, well, probably old enough for me to say hello to. <laughs> the, the Shannon Schaefer is looking good, West, West the company. <laughs> Shout out to her. Hey, I got a cool question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, any bands that opened for you guys, and I mean, I, I guess the gracious few included, but really live. Any bands open up for you guys that eventually became like successes where you're like, oh shit, uh, so and so is now over here. Um, absolutely. You know. Weezer opened for us in '94. No way on a tour. Oh, and that was cool. Uh, Rivers, eccentric, but really great, nice guy. At the time, he still had a, a short leg, so he got that hit. I don't remember when he when they came out. He had this sh one leg was shorter than the other, so he kind of no, limped around. Yeah, and he got that fixed. And then we did a festival with him a few a few years later, and we saw him again. But but the uh, the bass player was this guy named Matt Sharp, who went on to do another band. Uh, they had one hit, but he was a dick, dude. Oh my god. Oh god. The guitar player was cool, and Pat, the drummer, was awesome. They, were, I mean, great Pat. band, mostly great guys. They got rid of the, they got rid of Matt Sharp. So, it, it's usually they get rid of the dicks after so long. Yeah, take some time to root yeah. out. But and then uh, Muse actually opened for us in Europe back in like '99 wow. or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that and was freaking cool to watch, and then they are freaking gigantic now. So yeah. I mean, they got a hardcore core following. Yeah. Yeah. Big know? time. Um, those are the two notables. I mean, I'm trying to think of others. I'll 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 marinate on that. And then let me some others. There along the uh live tours, because I know you've opened up for some cool ass bands like Jane's Addiction at some point. Was was there talk to me at some of the bands you guys opened up for, even though technically, you know, you were live at that point. Um but I guess it's just cool to go on tour with Jane's Addiction. Yeah. So we, it's funny, we tried to not open as much as we could through, especially in the beginning of our career. And as we, I mean, in 93 or four, we were asked to open for U2. Oh, wow. And we said no. Like, oh, dipshits. my God. That must have, been, I was going to say, because that was like a huge influence for you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but at the time we were about to embark on a, I think it was a, a headlining theater tour we're like we want to establish ourselves as a as a headliner you know thank you for the offer very flattering <laughs> right know? but uh funny story about that is my friend brian smith who is who is a business partner with jerry harrison of talking heads who produced our 
a few of our records, a few of our great records, he somehow got to have a dinner with Larry Mullins Jr., who okay. was you know, the one guy in U2 that I've never met, of course, a drummer. <laughs> and Larry, you know, Larry's, it's Larry's band, and he was he picked all the openers. And so he selected us, and we said no. We're one of the very few bands wow. that ever said no to open for U2. And he still remembers that to this day. Because Brian mentioned us, and he's like, hmm, yeah, they said no to us. I mean, I get it, but he should also realize that you were Rolling Stones 1995 Artist of the Year. So that was right before that yeah. you got that decision. So it was probably the be a better decision to make. I don't think Larry cares. He's pissed. Yeah. I'm, more, yeah. I'm mortified. Like, <laughs> if I ever meet Larry, he's going to be like, you didn't know. You, like, I'll blame it on the other guys. They picked, they, they, they said no. <laughs> Actually, exactly. we all, we all, we all, you know, unanimously said no to that because we were getting ready to do, you know, two to 3,000 seaters ourselves. And we were like, man, we want to do this. It'd and I'm cool sure to fucking do that, but we want to do this. Right. And I'm sure your management was pushing you to go the other way because it meant more money for them if you were. Yeah, you got to kind of sometimes think of that too. Yes. We yeah. got asked to play in the White House, I think in oh, 94 wow. for, or 95 for Clinton. It was 95 because we just come off tour for throwing copper. And we were like, I mean, we toured like 18, 19 months straight. Basically, you saying, basically you no, no breaks. Oh, yeah. We said no. Wow. Because <laughs> we were tired. That's another thing I, yeah. I regret. <laughs> it's like, fuck, what the hell were we thinking? Oh, you guys could have <sighs> been in the White House. Yeah, could have. And you could have been like Snoop Dogg, who I think is the only person to openly admit that he smoked weed at the White House. Patrick could have done that. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. I but told yeah. I, I think I told you or or mentioned it somewhere along the line, but I was at Starland Ballroom and uh my mother and girlfriend ended up backstage because they were hot little biddies. And I got stuck uh downstairs with my younger brother who was like eleven at the time. Oh shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so by the time I talk security into letting us up so I could grab them, I go up there and my mother and girlfriend were in that like this little closet with Patrick and maybe one other person. They were all smoking, having a good time. I'm like, ah, this is where you ladies are. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I totally ruined the vibe. I was young, dumb, and had some alcohol in me. And eh, of course. <laughs> but needless listen, to say, I don't know if I would have been happy about that either. With my mom right. and my girlfriend at the time in the closet in the band's dressing room where I couldn't get into. I don't know if I'd be happy about that myself. Right. You know. But I got over it and I moved on. Eh. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. So I, I know Patrick likes his uh his greenery, I'll put it that way. Yes, he does. It's good though. It makes you uh it's such a crazy because I've witnessed from you know being born in the 80s to now just the difference in opinion when it comes to pot. You used to be like, oh my god, it's the gateway drug. Now it's like, oh, who gives a shit? It's better for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it should be federally legal. It's just dumb at this point, you know. It's still, I think it's still schedule one narcotic. Yeah, considered federally. like the one of the worst, like with heroin and cocaine. It's like, what? Right. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, makes absolutely no sense. And then you got wacky ass laws called, I think, the Rockefeller laws in New York, where it's like Coke is here and then crack is here uh, as far as like the penalty you do for having, uh, right. which is directly uh, related to them. Uh, 
I think, trying to put black people in jail over white people because white people were doing coke and a lot of black people at the time were doing crack. It was a cheaper drug. So in the in the uh, suburbs and stuff like that's was their drug. Inner cities, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that you add baking soda and water to coke and then it makes the crime so much worse is just mind blowing to me. And it's like a slap. Oh, you know the recipe for crack? I don't know that. You know I do. <laughs> Come on now. I'm from North Jersey, man. Uh, we know their recipe for everything. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that that was unleashed on, you know, there's conspiracy theories. Yeah, here they go. About that. About how it was unleashed by the CIA on the black community. I mean, it devastated it. Right. And then, and you know, Joe Biden's right there in 94 passing the uh, anti-crime laws directly, you know, yes. targeting that group of people. But if you ain't black, you ain't voting for what was it? You don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's it. There you go. But it, he's just good old Joe. It's okay. Good old Joe, throwing out gems. Uh, but the best president for sound bites definitely and will always build uh always will be George H. W. Oh Bush. my god. Strategery. <laughs> yeah. If you if you can't put food on your table or food on your family <laughs> and the worldwide interwebs. Dude, but like there's like a 20 minute one on YouTube where like I'm crying laughing throughout the whole video. It's just like, oh, oh, it's so good. Just type in George Bush's like slip ups or something. It is hysterical, dude. (laughs) And then it's great to see uh, Will Ferrell do him. I remember Will Ferrell used to do him all the time. And then they had a skit with Will Ferrell and Dana Carvey doing senior. Oh, no way. And that's funny as hell. And then uh, I think uh, Fred Armisen's playing Obama. Perfect. It's it's a good skit. Yeah. I mean, uh, Will Ferrell doing George H.W. is phenomenal. Yeah. He had years. I mean, he he kept coming on to do that even after he was out of the, the cast of SOS, oh, yeah. Yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. All the people and comedians that that came through or started off on SNL and like what they become like Adam Sandler is a juggernaut when it comes to box office and all that oh stuff. God. Yeah. SNL alumni. Yeah. Eddie uh, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Now was Eddie on. Murphy uh, famous before SNL or, or no? Cause I don't remember that far. I back. don't, I was, I don't, I don't think so. That, so that was I'm not so sure. Weird. Exactly. I don't know what his, yeah, I actually don't know what his history was before. You know, pre SNL, I'm not sure. That's where I knew, became aware of him. The uh, Eddie Murphy Raw and Eddie Murphy Delirious in the purple Classic. and red leather suits, man. God bless him for wearing those things. He must be. I think sweet. it was blue. It was blue. Oh, blue. Red on the first one and blue on the second one. Blue and black. Yeah. Yes. Great. <laughs> and full leather, man. Like he had to be hot. Yeah. You'd think so. Yeah, he might he might be a Furby. He might be into putting on the costume <laughs> and banging Furby. You heard it here first. That's di- that's different than the, than the leather guy. Yeah, true. But come on now, roll with me here. I mean, then you have I mean, you know, David Spade and yeah, of course, uh, the Chris late Farley. Chris Farley. They were they were having a good run. Then he died. No, obviously, I mean, the guy was so fucking funny. The first time we played at SNL in 94, I think it was, uh, David Hyde Pierce was the, was the host. And 
Yeah, you're of a host. At the end of the show, <laughs> we like I think it was Chad Patrick and I, we decided we're like, we're gonna we're gonna surround Chris Farley and like bear hug him and jump up and down. So that so we did that. If you see right at the very end of the show before they cut it off, you can see us doing that. Was he he wasn't really down, he was just like, What the fuck? <laughs> what are you guys doing? But yeah. So his brother's pretty funny. I don't Kevin Farley, I think. Cause yeah, yeah. See I think I follow him on Instagram. Oh, you do you? I think so. Yeah. Do, what is now? How come you update your Instagram more so than your other socials? Just like a quick pick and a synopsis. That's what you're looking for. Oh, you mean like the story thing on Instagram? I don't, I'm just on Instagram a lot and I see something that either, uh, intrigues me or pisses me off and i put it up well because you were doing some funny ass videos on your instagram where like you would do voiceovers and stuff like that and like kind of yeah those were dope and i thought they were more fit for like tiktok yeah i just i've never downloaded tiktok me i don't either. even want to get involved with it <laughs> me either i'm scared to just from <laughs> listening to rogan about like how it's chinese spyware yeah I, yeah i mean what they they follow your keystrokes. I mean, they probably all do, but like, you know, it's TikTok. It seems to be the worst and it, it all gets sent to fucking China. Like, I don't really, they right. probably have a bunch of shit anyway on me anyway, but like, I don't want to give them more. So exactly. You don't want to give them back door access or no. whatever. Uh, I think we have a caller. I'm going to see if this works. Oh, caller, 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 caller. Uh, let's see here. Caller. Can you hear me? Caller, I can hear you. Yo, what up, dude? Ooh, so, we can uh, hear you uh, this week. All right. If you have any question <laughs> with volume coming out of it besides the phone, just uh, lower that. And what up, caller? What is your first name? My first name is Josh. Josh, what's going on? So, Chad, this I'm is Josh. A, this is Josh Lichtenfield, and this is oh uh, yes, I know Josh. Yeah, buddy. How are you guys doing? Well, not bad. Uh, I thought it'd be great for him to come on and kind of tell us a little bit of his story and what happened between him and uh, Chad Taylor and Chad Taylor's lawyer, mostly. Uh, what was the lawyer, the lawyer we got uh, disqualified? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I really don't know what happened with, uh, with Chad Taylor and all of that scenario. I think I, uh, I was the one that reiterated what, what Bill Hines said, a few comments before me. Right. That's all it took. You took Bill's side. So I, maybe me using a little bit of hyperbole, I, I mentioned he torpedoed the band, which probably wasn't, it probably wasn't appropriate on my part. That is uh, <laughs> not a conspiracy theory. But you are a fan and you are just posting your opinion. It's not like you're fucking uh, over there defaming anybody. Uh, no, and, and, and I want to get this out of the way too. I'm just a genuine fan of the band live. Like the crazy thing is I'm a fan of Chad Taylor's and I'm right. a fan of Patrick Dahlheimer's. I'm an, a huge fan of Ed Kowalczyk and Gracie knows this, but Gracie is one of the most badass drummers of all time. Not just because he's in live, but just Thank because he is. Appreciate that, Josh. So, so, so I, you know, that, yeah, that, that scenario was just, that scenario was just kind of, kind of frustrating and weird. So I decided um, I didn't want to be entangled in any of that because I never, I never like tried to stir the pot or right. create any bad will or whatever. So I just decided for a couple of months, it was smart for me to shut up. 
Well, and you also were threatened to basically silence because they were having you uh, go on and delete previous posts that you put telling you not to talk about things in the future. So uh, it's almost like you were pressured into it. Uh, and the part that pissed me off was, of course, all of it. But the fact that uh, in Mr. Taylor's blog is he started going on and actually naming you by name and talking shit about you and and um he was lying uh so that's the part that upset me. yeah i got i got i got reached out to and i, I don't know what i'm even on talk about as far as that all goes but i got reached out to and i was just asked to you know stop giving opinions that weren't facts um and stop stating it or or i could be implicated in stuff so i'm like okay and then they were like we want you to to delete, you know, what you've done and knock it off. So I didn't, I, I showed respect because, you know, I have a family and everything else. I, the last thing I want to be is entangled in legal affairs that have nothing to do with me. Right. And so the fact that you felt that that was an option is just ridiculous. It was weird. So yeah, it was, it was unnerving. I'm like, am I going to get <laughs> subpoenaed or something because of being an idiot on Facebook? Cause I started thinking Josh or a moron, like if you just would have said nothing, and just like let it go and whatever. But uh, what I was totally dumbfounded by was two months later because I did everything that was asked of me. Right. I didn't say a word. I left. And then, you know, to say that I was a, and he did apologize. I want to give him some credit. And I know you confronted him, but um, he did apologize. When you said say that who? He he, thinks, who are you talking about, Josh? Chet Taylor. Okay. Chet Taylor said that he thinks that I'm a good person and, I was a metaphorical tree or something. Um, now, did he do that? This is, this is Chad Taylor's MO. This is what he does historically. He, he did He'll this blow. on his, uh, he, he did this on his Instagram, like after yeah, yeah. you, because you, 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 you're not tried. I mean, everybody knows what your Instagram is, John. So yeah. you, you were like, Sham on you, you attacked a, like a longtime fan here who's like always had your goodwill at heart. And yeah, he mentioned what build it, but like you still attacked him and then, Chad kind of backpedaled and was like, Chad Taylor, not Gracie. And he was just like, oh, um, well, he's a metaphorical tree. And I think I misconstrued what he said. And this, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to him either. Cause right. the last thing I want is a bunch of attention, you know? Yeah. Like it was kind of unnerving. The only, like part of the reason I feel like okay to talk at all is cause, and I don't even want to name drop the dude, but the dude that reached out to me, they kicked him off. So I'm like, well, yeah. evidently he's not going to come after me with, pickforks and that's the lawyer we disqualified yeah he's he's out yeah so then again he then again he he stopped after like all that stopped after a little bit of correspondence so i think it was kind of like if we get this guy to shut up it's one less person that could say stuff that we don't like and like but maybe move the narrative also, around because you were a moderator or are a moder moderator on the page didn't they want you to go through and siphon out like shit like well it was like it was like hey they were like they were like hey there's stuff going on. So. Hello. He got silenced by them. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> Hold on a second, Joshy. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, there he right. is. You're back. Okay, I'm still here. Cool. It was kind of like there's a lawsuit at hand. We don't want you to say say things or like let things air in here that could yeah you know be inappropriate like right. i think like some some of the, the morals that seemed okay that part but all i said is listen i'm not the admin um the admin is a guy named nick sacco and if you want control of the page uh, i said there there's another admin it's actually 
John's an admin on there. Heck, there's there's seven admins on there. I, I've, I've never been an admin. I was just a moderator. And the only reason I get attention is because I write a lot, you know? And you write very well, which is uh, probably uh, the lawyer was not expecting an educated person behind uh, that email. Yeah, so so that was a, I don't know, man, that was that was a weird situation, like that whole thing. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be implicated in anything. I really don't want legal affairs. I don't even know these people. Like, I'm like, now it's like, am I going to be... Like if I go, if live ever tours again, am I going to be blacklisted? You know, you start right. thinking like, are you going to be blacklisted nah. from going to events? You're just like, what? No, you won't be blacklisted if we ever tour again, because guess what? Chad Taylor won't be there. So. Yep. And, so and, you're and good. Josh is being a little like he's, he's not going full, full out here, which I completely understand, but I talked to him personally and he was like nervous and like, He's like, I don't want this. Like, I don't want, like, I got a lawyer coming after me now. And Chad Taylor's mentioning my name and his blog and stuff. So like, well, the he, blog, what I can say about that is when he, when he implicated me and that guy and Gracie knows that guy very well, Bob's his era mm-hmm. that, to implicate us as cyber bullies of women. So we live in an era right now. Like if we want to look at what just happened with Hyde um, and Danny Masterson probably did do some stupid stuff here. Like mm-hmm. let's not defend this guy. But we live in an era now where Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, because they opened their mouths and defended a, like they defended their friend. And yeah, the guy is, it's pretty obvious where there's smoke or fire. Mm. But now you're watching all these articles over the last few days. The media is circling them like wolves to get them, right? So we live in an era now where it's like, you don't want to be entangled with this stuff because you become spotlighted. Well, then Chad Hiller spotlights us, says, us, says that we're like cyber bullies of women. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like a cyber bully of women? Like what? Uh, and then like, he he was he like, he just makes shit up, dude. That's what he does. He's like, they bullied, um, and they gave the li- I forget all the women now, but they. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know them. Like, I never even talked to them. I like never had a correspondence with them. So I, I don't know. And again, I didn't even respond to it. Maybe I should have. Maybe I shouldn't have. I was just like, whatever. This is really stupid. I just went away for a couple months. Yeah, literally, you went. You weren't on that fans of live page for months because of that. Yep. So, and, and I, I think I just got caught in the crosshairs, or maybe somebody was like, "Listen, this is a chance." These two guys here, I don't know who, who or why, like they would have recommended, I guess, Bob and I to be part of this article because it was, like I said, like two months later, where I was like, "What?" <laughs> Someone messaged me. They're like, "You're not going to be very happy." And then I had other people messaging me and I like they're messaging me and they're like, and they're tied to the band. Right. And I, I don't want to name the guy's name because he was really nervous himself. And he's yeah, like, that's cool. he had, he had a, a really long history with the band and he's like, you know, I feel really bad what happened to you and all this and all that, but I'm not going to say anything publicly. I'm like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, great. Yeah. That, thanks for that support. Right. Your all support behind closed doors doesn't do much for me, but thanks. So, you know, the, the, the reality is too, I'm not afraid to say that I'm friends with Chad Gracie and that I know who Bill Hines is. Like that doesn't make like all like that doesn't make me a scumbag because I know who these people are, but well, I mean, like Chad Gracie and Bill Hines, that's kind of seedy characters you're hanging out with there, bud. Or, right. Well, I've never hung out. <laughs> I've never, I've never met these people. Like I've talked to them, I've talked to them on the phone and, and stuff like that, but I've, I've never met them in person, but no, the reality is there. Yeah. It's like, there doesn't need to be like a, a hunting party sort of setup like that page turned into, but I will say 
a lot of that drama after that time period has dissipated. It seems like a lot of those, a lot of the people that were entangled and stuff just got bored of it because it, it became tiresome after a while. And the truth started to come out from multiple sources, not just from Chad Gracie, not just from Bill Hines, but from public court records, from this, from that. And slowly but surely, uh, the dismantling of lies was taking place. So and there will be more coming. Believe me, right, there's more reckoning. To the come. legal process is well, continuing and we're not stopping. You, you know, it. the crazy and thing. Chad Taylor is and Josh, just for the record, Chad Taylor is all bluster. He's been bluster his whole fucking life long as i've known him bluster bluster Crazy. bluster and then he just makes things up out of thin air believes them in his mind and sells them that's what he did to you that's what he did to you well, i think i think he went too. i think he knows he went too far he stepped on the ledge and then john like kind of like bitch slapped him a little bit and then he's like uh yeah now in public they know that i defamed a fan because that was defamation right. like, it's basically almost docks you for want to go with sex. defamation yeah, that's that sounds great. Yeah, luckily, he said the he said the wrong town, but yeah, he uh he said my age, the state, and all that. I'm like, what yeah, is he doing his here? name, his age, and the state, maybe the city too. I'm not sure, but he I was, can give his address right now if you want. I can give right. Chad Taylor's address if you want to go <laughs> see him. Was, he said, but you know, know what? I won't do that. I'm not a dick. I would give him, I would give him uh I would give him time. Like if he ever wanted to talk to me, I would peacefully talk to him because I've been a fan of your guys's music for. Not as long as some, because I'm only 37, but I've been a fan of, of live since 2012. Is it one, two, three, Red Roof Lane? <laughs> that's <laughs> Red Roof Lane. That's where I feel like a lot of, no, not to disparage them, but I feel like that's where like a lot of hookers are at Red Roof Ends. Anybody? Just me? <laughs> All righty. They rent by the hour. I'm works. a Midwesterner. We don't really have a lot of, outside of Chicago, uh, good experiences for that, you know? Ah, <laughs> you, need to, you need to capitalize and take over that market, dude. <laughs> your pimp hand is strong uh <laughs> no but josh i really wanted you to come on and get this story out because um it wasn't it wasn't known it wasn't known well enough uh, actually what happened to you so for anybody listening out there who um you know this is straight from the horse's mouth this is straight from a huge fan of the band live and how he was treated just for being a fan of the band and just well, for... it, 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 and I'll take I'll take ownership, right? I did say he torpedoed the band. I can't take away my words. I mean, he can't take away his words in that post either. There's that guy out of Australia and Gracie. Do you guys follow that Fans Alive the, the forum page? You, you guys have to follow that, right? Or you've been on there before? Uh, you the, know the, the like main forum page, that... right? Not the Facebook page, but like the website, the URL. Um, I mean, I've been on it a couple of times, but I rarely go on it. But yeah. It's always a curiosity of mine because, like, you know, there's like a million recordings of you guys, too. Like, it's like if you're a fan, like, you could totally geek out on you guys. That's cool. Nice. It's kind of interesting telling you this. Like, it's like, it's funny. It's like, yeah, I, I listed all your recordings and I'm just talking with you. But yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's all good. But there, there's a guy, the guy in there, his name's Dangham, and he's that's an alias. Who knows who the guy is? He, a he major contributor, him. major contributor for, um, he's audio. the guy. He's, He's the he's the dude. Well, that Dangham guy took screenshots of because Taylor froze all of his um, his socials after that happened. He stripped mm -hmm. it all like five, maybe five. I could be exaggerating. It seemed like an hour after John said something, he took it all down. Well, it's all still there on the forum. Oh, so and he got him all. He got all the screenshots before it went down. All the screenshots stayed on the forum. So like, yeah, there's screenshots of my stuff. Too. Like when I said he torpedoed the band, I did. 
and why I said it, you know, to, to, to proclaim why I said it was everyone was like, we're confused. It's like, no one read anything. Right. right. I'm like, dude, go. Cause this was like, I'm an ex journalist. I went to college for journalism. I was a journalist for a while. And then, you know, the recession happened, but Wait, is this Andy green? Oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not Andy. Green. Is he Jewish? Cause I'm Jewish. Maybe we have that in common. Lichtenfield. Um, <laughs> Lichtenfield kind of sounds like it'd be German, dude. You sure you're on the right uh, side over there? Well, it's uh it's Feld, man. It's oh. and it Feld is field in German. Anything Lichten reminds me of German. Sorry. Well, anything Lichten should because it's very German, but Feld is usually yeah, a surname like for somebody Feld, that's Jewish. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but the you know, on that on that page when he was talking about it, when Bill was talking about it, I'm like, how do these people not pick up what's going on? Because Finally, he was dropping the other shoe. He's like, here's what happened, blah, blah, blah. And because people were speculating, the guys went quiet for like two years. There was nothing for two years. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Torpedo the band, did you not read what Bill Hines said? Well, that wasn't appropriate on my part. <laughs> Maybe if I would have shut the hell up, like that wouldn't have become a thing because I know that pissed him off. Yeah. Gosh, anything's appropriate on your, you're allowed to say what you want to say. I mean, and it's not, it, it's completely true. <laughs> I mean, he torpedoed the band. It's a long, long process, but it was he torpedoed the band. He Chad long, Taylor, Chad Taylor, saying he wrote this song and that song over starting in like ninety three, ninety four, is what eventually led to Ed, you know, stopping writing with him, and then eventually led in a long period to the two thousand nine breakup. And, and well, not I only that, that is, hold on one second, Josh. Not only that, I mean for. You know, you guys in the beginning, 93, 94 and shit, when interviews are going on and you're saying you guys are writing the music together, it's like a camaraderie thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going right. to, it's not going to stop me if you say, well, actually, no, it's me. And then Chad comes up with this guitar part. And then I really write the lyrics. Melody. That's just way too much and too extreme. And I think then, in a group setting, Ed was fine with us saying that we worked on the music together. Right. Maybe even said wrote the songs together. We would say that, but like. For Chad Taylor to say, I wrote Lightning Crashes. Right. I wrote something. It's like, that's not, that's not appropriate. I would never say that. Patrick would never fair, say that. The thing is, people people read this stuff, right? Because all you know all you know is the reality you see. It's like belief half what you see and not what you hear. Not to use a cliche, but it is. And so for years, I'd read that Ed's a dickhead and that he broke up the band. I mean, you read this stuff. Like, if you're just blasé and you read whatever mm -hmm. articles are out there. So flash forward to uh, the City Winery show of Ed's like a year before live got back together. You guys got back together rather. It was at 15. I went there and this is pre COVID. So it was a little bit more open. Right. And it was just meeting people. Like he didn't give a shit. Like I met up with him, put my arm around, took a picture. He talked. I'm like, this is the mm -hmm. big bad wolf. I'm like, <laughs> that narrative was stupid. I realized in like four minutes that whatever was being said there, there was a spin job from somebody. I'm not going to point a finger at who might be spinning, but I could tell at that point it was not, Ed's a big scumbag and he is the big bad wolf of life. I was like, yeah. this guy's so mellow. He actually cares about his fans. I'm like this, something doesn't read out right here. It almost seems like two different people when uh, Ed gets off stage to when Ed's on stage too, because he's so chill and mellow. Intense. Off he's so intense on stage. Right. But then the complete opposite come after the show or whatever. So I'm like, man, this guy fucking got some ups and downs like crazy. Like I can never go from, to hey nice to meet you well, well i would still be so gracie i was i was uh i was listening to different eras of, of your drumming right mm -hmm. and obviously not to bring up a bad subject but you weren't involved in that ep we know this because of your 
your guys' long video, that was Robin Diaz. That is correct, yes. You listen, like, you, you listen through the stuff, and then the turn gets kind of shit on because of what it was with Christian, but your drumming on there was killer. Thank you. I, 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 I love the turn. I yeah. popped up on shuffle, and, like, you seemed inspired on there. Like, did you have freedom to drum how you wanted? Did you – and I'm a total, we, like, Neanderthal when it comes to what you can do. Right. So this is – this is not anything against that. Okay, just let me preface by saying that. We, when we wrote the Gracious Few record and the turn, we worked the way we yeah. used to work in live in, uh, the, in the early days when we wrote Mental yeah. Jewelry, Throwing Copper, Secret Samadhi, and Distance to Hear. And then Ed, because he was sick of Chad Taran saying he wrote the songs, didn't want to really write with Chad anymore. So that broke apart that relationship, which was, I think, the core to the magic of the band is, those two sitting down, Chad come out with his, I mean, listen, I'll give Chad credit where credit is due. Chad's badass fucking grungy guitar parts that he would come up with would be cool. Um, and then Ed would figure out cool lyrics to him. And we sit in a room and we'd all fucking hash it out. That's what we would do. Of yeah. course, Ed then would write all the lyrics and melody, period, done, end of story. And so that whole process stopped on after Distance to Hear. And so you have five which was basically the first time Ed was like here's all the songs you you come in and play on them like then, okay no, not ed. i love i love ed and i'm not an artist i yeah club but ed was rapping like what the hell? <laughs> i love hell maybe he's like what like i'm like uh this is like new metal what, what is this song sure down in um birds of prey though uh, maybe you can clarify this there's a couple moments that said that you guys wrote on there was that just just to put it in writing that you guys wrote on there? Or no, no, there's a, there was, okay, let me, yeah, I should go back and say that Birds of Prey, there was a period where we got into a studio and, and actually did work on like Lighthouse and a couple of those songs that like, and so made that record. She had to be too. you guys. She, the second it track. It seemed like you it? guys came back to live. It seemed like when you guys did Birds of Prey tour, if you go and watch all the videos and listen to the recordings, you could tell there's an, an energy there that hadn't been around since like 99. You could see yeah. it went like flat, it came back and then like two years later it was gone again yeah like it was really weird it was like a re-emergence of your band well i mean ed, you know i think it was you know i think it was, ed agreed to do that kind of studio thing we did it in nashville we got in a studio and like wrote together it was like the old days for a little bit and i don't know why what prompted him to do that but then probably you know after that maybe you know I'm not sure why he regressed. I don't know if Chad Taylor did something or whatever, but you know, a lot of this is hinging on the, the relationship between Chad and Ed and it's, it's classic lead singer, lead guitar player relationship. Hey, you Jimmy, Pitt, Robert plant. They yeah. all have, and sometimes they don't get along and this, that's right. where we are. And unfortunately you have, I mean, Chad Taylor wants to be a lead singer. What's he doing in his, in his little show he's doing. He's going to sing everything. That's crazy. Okay. So well, does, to his credit, he does have he does have some of the better backup vocals I've heard. Yes, like just but another they one are Robert strange backing vocals. Like they're 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 unique, but it's not like you're like, oh, that's a great voice behind there. It just fits their music very well. You can always tell when there's like really shitty backup vocals. Like in the latter years, because I'm a diehard Stone Temple Pilots fan too. And in the latter years, Scott in his like drug laden end of it all, he was with this guy, I believe his name was Tommy Black. He was the was the guy the bassist yeah he was the bassist and he was singing the backup vocals and it was like uh no like and he was singing over scott wyland i'm like oh boy oh shit this is 
awful and like destroying a live performance. And which band are you talking about? STP or the Velvet Revolver? So Scott Weiland, after they fired him, they fired him in 13. Scott oh, was, and he had oh, he did his own band. That's right. Yeah. Scott brought it. up his own firing because he he went and toured the first two albums on his own with a five-piece band. And then right. that was called the Wildabouts. And then the Wildabouts afterwards, he condensed it and he kicked out that that guy Doug Grion. And then he mm-hmm. became like a normal four-piece band. And then his guitarist died. He died within a year. But the long and the short is Scott Weiland, the Wildabouts, they were out touring like this surprisingly good album called Blaster. But this this black guy, that's his last name, he was he was singing over Scott Weiland when I saw them. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is horrible. I'm yeah. like, how do you do over Scott Weiland? Chad, have you heard uh, Chad Taylor's version of Lightning Crashes where he does every instrument and sings? Does that exist? Yeah. Dude, he sounds like the the I have not. It's all it's piano rather than guitar and stuff. Mm. And then his effect that he has on vocal, yes, he's using autotune, but he made it to where it sounds like a boy band rendition of it. You really have to hear it. I wish we had our producer on this week so he could pull it up for us, but that Rob Bobby Yankee slacking somewhere. This this is hilarious to me. And this is, you know, classic Chad Taylor. So Probably the reason that we have not that we did get back together and Chad got fired was that when you know that that uh, dance version of Lightning Crashes was put out by that DJ. Yeah, Chad got wind of that and apparently, and I don't, I don't have the full story, but apparently there was a call between Ed and Chad where Ed where Chad was saying, "How dare you do this to to one of our to one of my songs or our song or whatever the fuck it was." He's going off on Ed. Ed's like, "Fuck you, I can you know do what I want." Right. And I, I re-sang it for the guy, you know, whatever. And I was all like, cool, this is great. Let's have a new version right. of Lightning Crashes. Maybe it'll appeal to a different, you know, new audience. Absolutely. But then, but then to hear that now he's gone and done his, done his own version of it. Yeah. It's, and- it's just part of the course. It's like, he goes off on Ed for it and then does it himself. It's like, okay. <laughs> I almost wonder if his, if his was put out before Ed did that one. Josh, do you remember when, uh, Chad- I don't know. Put out this um, uh, I, version of Lightning Crashes, dude. I don't. The last I heard was the last I heard was like the whole toss up here. It was like it was like the confusion, right? Like a few months. It was like around, around the time all the bullshit happened with me. But it was like uh, he took. He said something about he wrote Lightning Crashes, and then Ed was like, "Fuck you!" And then Ed went Ed went off and just wiped out everybody else. And as we know, there's there's litigation going on there too. So maybe that's Ed's guys right now for why. But the the long and short is it was like that dude doing a rendition of. I love when you say that yeah. for some reason. Well, it's like an old. I guess it's like a an old world word name for something that's not going to be long and short, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So hold on a second. Let me see if I could do this. Let me see if I could share this uh, <laughs> for you. Uh, I don't even want to hear this. Are you going to do this? Just, just the just the initial of it because it's that bad. Oh well, God. Well, to earn well to earn some brownie points for for Mr. Taylor, so he doesn't think I hate him. Should I clap? Um, yes, please. Uh, share <laughs> screen. You don't need to earn brownie points for Chad Taylor. You're funny. Uh, here we go. Um, there's a. Let's see. You guys can't hear it, right? I can't hear it. The angel opens her eyes 
Confusion sets in for the dark to even close the door. Like it's a little homoerotic uh, in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, wait, who, I'm confused. Who's singing here? That's Chad Taylor. Chad Taylor's voice sounds like that, like when he normally sings. That doesn't what? sound like his voice at all to me, but. You could tell hear. he's got the um, auto tune on. I mean, unless he had obviously to it and he's pretending like he's singing. I don't know, but that's oh, I didn't know it's Chantilla. I thought it was the other guy. Why? I, why? Like, you made the obscure comment, right? And then I'm like, and then you're like, by the way, it's Chantilla. I'm like, huh? I thought it was the other guy that started the whole like hubbub a few months ago. Yeah, no, that's supposedly him. Um, but what a how funny. <laughs> How funny, like, in a, you know, like, and I've said this to, to Gracie before, but like, how funny in a whacked out world could I even come on his radar? Like someone like him, because that... it's like, I'm just a random guy on Facebook that moderates. I don't even, I became a moderator because Nick Sacco was like, will you write a review of live? I'm trying to get them pings on Yahoo or whatever. It's like a few years ago. I said, well, dude, give me some sort of clout because I like to, I'm a nerd. So I, I also admin a Stone Temple Pilots page that has like 600 people and I grew it from like, 40 when i took it over a few years ago nice so i'm like sure yeah i'll do that well then i i got bill's attention because bill bill and i got to talking not because i like to abuse women or whatever he's implicated you sure are doing. um uh no yeah no i'm not but bill i earned his respect because bill's like you know of all the people on here you don't you you're like non-biased he's like you seem to have the intentions of the band right you rarely say anything dramatic and you post a lot of content so like we started talking a few years ago he, he would tell me stuff like when they're about to tour and just stuff like that he's like you deserve to know because you're a legitimate fan that's how i got to know a guy like that and then through him i was blessed to get to know gracie a little bit but it's so surreal to me that like as all this happened uh after a two-year break then i'm like i'm in articles right i'm like in this this guy from a band that sold how many millions of albums did you guys sell, Gracie? I mean, just a, a glutton amount. Well, yeah, it's yeah, over twenty. Like, this guy got recorded in you know albums that sold twenty million, and I'm just a, like a freaking nobody, and I'm so important that you're gonna implicate me in this like Me Too movement esque type of thing. I'm like, dude, that's like I don't know, and I didn't want to say anything hateful back when it happened either. I was just like, I'm just confused. I don't know what happens here if I shoot my mouth off because unfortunately with the internet man you say the wrong thing everyone's looking for you to fall down well They're, and then they could be like yep, the right feather for sure you know right and then people like like you john you're like why are you not saying anything you you're a person you have rights and i'm like dude what if they do come after me like what if that happens i'm like ah that's not gonna be good yeah they didn't have a fucking leg to stand on the camera oh, yeah, that's a hard time enforcing subpoenas across state lines but anyway <laughs> Especially when you can't hold on to a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It gets a little difficult. Mm -hmm. Josh, I definitely uh, wanted you to come on to tell that story. Um, and we'll definitely have you on again to talk about some other cool shit that's yeah, going can, on. Next time I come on, I will, uh, we don't have to, to harp on that one. I, it's yeah. cool that, that you gave me the stage to to, to say all that. In, in, um, in exiting here, Gracie, you have to tell John how big of a badass Jimmy Chamberlain is from the Smashing Pumpkins. We were talking the other day, and he was like, John oh, doesn't know this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Jimmy Chamberlain's like a, a top five guitarist or sorry, guitarist drummer of the nineties. Like Absolutely. I just saw on Saturday in, in Noblesville and 
Jimmy Chamberlain is just a total and utter like badass. Like he sets the total heartbeat of that band. Did you wait? So you went to 100%. the show? Pumpkins? Yeah. So check this shit out. There's a, and maybe you guys can discuss this some more. And it's, it's kind of a conspiracy theory. It's kind of sexy to talk about. Do we notice the recent trend and Chad, you're, you're an artist. So you might like this one of bands not performing and they're all disappearing to illness quote unquote so pearl jam did this i had tickets to go see pearl jam with my best friend on sunday so we came down on saturday and on a whim i caught lawn seats at the same the same place it's the ruoff which i know you guys performed what back when it was deerfield right gracie you know in Indianapolis area yes yep you guys i think you performed there 2000 and multiple times um Mm -hmm. i saw the pumpkins and the next day i had tickets for pearl jam and then pearl jam postponed like four hours before they're like there's an illness sorry we'll be back well then i noticed guns and roses just announced something like five hours ago of the same echo and then aerosmith had like steven tyler's vocals are tired but i mean to his credit what's the guy like 65 years old i mean who can sing like that i mean there's a a continuum right now of illness is illness not to get salacious here but is illness covid is illness we don't like we're tired and want to perform today what is illness Mm. This is a real weird. I trend. have my theory, but <laughs> what is I'm your not theory? going there. <laughs> my theory? Oh. Yes, <laughs> I would. I would. Uh, I would say vax. Yeah, that's just me. But COVID gave them the out to like cancel shows and postpone shows and not have to uh, right away give money back to the fans that haven't because the shows aren't canceled; they're just postponed. So mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of that going on as well. Uh, so your theory you, is that your your theory is the the va- the vaccine for why they have illness, like for why they're not performing under the guy's illness, like that's what your theory is to it. Having having just heard all this, that's my first go to. Yes. Like they're sick, like the they're like the vaccines are making them sick. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's. I clear. mean you're more likely. I mean as now studies are coming out, you're more likely to get COVID. After having the vaccine, <laughs> yeah. Let alone all the all the complications it's causing. Here, but here is, here's me, and I told you guys earlier, and Chad Taylor told you all too. I'm 37 years old, right? And yep. there's a huge group of people my age that just suddenly dropped dead right after they got the shots. And I have the shots. I got yeah. the shots because my you know we just had our daughter in the middle of COVID, and I wanted to go see badasses like Chad Gracie <laughs> and all those people live. And I'm like if this is my ticket to getting back in the world and I work in retail in the public, right. I'm like, if I can, if this could be my ticket to be out, out and about, I got them. Well, then I started hearing about all these people dropping dead. I'm like, dude, and I'm not trying to be that guy right now, but I don't feel confident in more shots. No. Like, and then no, no one's backing them. Who's backing these shots? Because at the time the shots came out, uh, no one actually backed them. They're like, if something happened, like, am I right on this? They were like, Oh, well, well Josh. Them. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've known about this issue for a long time, since 2009 when I had my son. So there, you, you, no uh, vaccine manufacturer has, has liability, none of them. They were given immunity by the U.S. government back in 1986. And, is, this is, and you're doubly, if something happens to you with the COVID vax, you can't even now go sue the U.S. government because it's emergency youth authorized. You have no recourse with the COVID vax to, to, to the company, to the U.S. government, nobody. So if you if you die, have, have, you know, God forbid, if you die or if you're injured by it, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Yeah. So so I have these. I have these shots, man. I did the I did the first two you got to do, and then I did the the last, the, or not the most recent booster, but like at the time the first booster. Right. And then I backed off when I started hearing all these guys my age dying. 
I'm like, that just I, I, like what? And have it was you, the same thing. It was like, have you seen died died suddenly on? Have you seen that? No, I shouldn't watch it because I'm starting to like after you read about enough of these deaths of your age group, you start going to bed at night thinking, am I gonna die? You start having that like. I mean, anxiety, we you know? absolutely hope hope that does not happen. But yeah, you should watch watch Die Suddenly. Yeah, and and Josh, I, I mean, I, I thought that you were Die Suddenly. I thought you were more on the uh, realm of like checking out things. Were you really asking about the vax and like you know the? It's clear as day if you go out there and it's not being uh, broadcast around uh, mainstream media, but it's definitely out there that people are getting strokes, people are getting heart myocarditis. Yeah, blood clots. I mean, you name it. I did it all. I did it all like two years ago when the first wave came out. Then I started. I started researching all these all these people um, perishing, and I'm like, uh, no, I don't feel good about that. It's kind of like the masks. Right. The masks are funny too because it's like people reuse a paper mask, which there's no way in hell that's sanitary. Kids were wearing the mask to school, and then they were they were coughing within their masks. So when you trap your germs, like you start thinking, where does that go? And then it created this weird society of no one knows other people because they don't see half their face. Right. So there's like oh, yeah. this weird gray world of like just a lot of so the social aspects of the world went away. And in my lifetime, if you would have told me when I was growing up in the 90s, when you guys were rocking, Chad, mm -hmm. um, if you would have told me at that time, like this would have been reality, like when you're in your 30s, I'd have been like, sure, yeah, that's a sci-fi movie, right? Like right. that, like what channel are we on? And then it happened. I'm like, what? Well, this is the thing about the masks too. They don't work. They don't. They don't protect you, and they don't protect anyone else from you. It's just, I mean, maybe if you sneeze, they don't get spittle the on them. I had them all. The What's that? Ninety-five and all those. I had all these masks. Right and when they came out, mm -hmm. I think is the only one that uh, arguably could do some help. The N95. Yeah. That's yeah, a, but you're you still it's still coming out the sides and you're breathing in the sides. It's like this, if you could yeah, smell a fart. If you could smell a fart, then you could get COVID. Exactly. You know, let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah, your fart particles are way bigger than virus viral particles. Right. Yeah. But, Josh, but the good news is, one day it disappeared, like the the mandate to wear the mask. So isn't that, that funny how that works? It, yep. it evaporated. Um, mm -hmm. Mister Joshi, do you want to give out any socials or anything, or do you want to be anonymous? Socials. Like, do you want to tell people where they can follow you on social media or not? Well, well, I, if if anybody's on the fans alive page, you'll see me comment. I'm the I'm the one that thrives. I don't have I'm not like you guys where I have like a cool Instagram or I'm nowhere near as popular as uh as a Chad Grace here or John Rodolo. Do you want to give um, them your just... OnlyFans account because we know you're on there naked? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell people. Oh you my bad. I heard it's, it was feet only. Uh, it's I don't have anything. Josh Lichten balls is what he does. <laughs> this all about. Yeah. Nice. Uh, if I ever start a blog one day, uh, we can discuss there. But yes. I, right now, I have nothing. Matter of fact, exciting that's what you do. should do, Josh, because you do. You write so freaking well, and you should do that. And then we'll let you come on and promo it on here. That'd be cool. All right, my man. Good talking to you. Thanks, Josh. Sure. Take care, bud. Thank sure you. Peace. Bye. -bye. Holy shnikes. That I, I had no idea about the musician thing. I haven't heard about this. And, you know, of course, everyone's going to be like, well, how can, how can you just jump right to Vax? It's like most of those people got it. Right. And now you have now you have them not being able to perform. And, you know, it's just you don't you don't hear about this on mainstream media about anybody.
dying or, or having any side effects from it, but it's happening all over the freaking place. It's right. like or, I mean, there's a couple of video compilations of showing athletes, you know, freaking just pat, just going down on the field. Right. And then you have you have uh, there was there was a one video where the, the, the guy was an ex soccer player is like in the, it's like pre COVID, you never, ever saw an athlete collapse on the field of, of any sport. And the fact that post vax, a lot of this shit is going down and nobody's or if you do draw a relation to it, you're fucking looked at like you have a tinfoil hat on. Right. It is crazy. But that's by design, too. I mean, it's just by design. Right. You can't ask you can't ask any questions anymore about anything. You have to take the narrative that's given to you and you can't ask any questions about it or people will attack you. And yeah. it's like and, and I wouldn't be so emboldened to talk about this shit. If everything, not everything, but most of the things that I thought of, that I learned during COVID became true. Right. But, and they were all things that were censored and suppressed by, by social media, by mainstream media, by the government, by the CDC, by the FDA. It's like, you know, the mask, the vax, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like, okay, so <laughs> you have you have people on the live forum saying, why is he a conspiracy theorist? It's like, well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just I was just listening to Joe Rogan, Tulsi Gabbard. There was another guy on there, BJ something. He used to be a, a fighter, but he's uh he's a wine guy. BJ Penn. He was saying he was saying anytime there's a fact check, it's foreshadowing to the truth. It's, it's like, very true. That's what happens. <laughs> so, it, BJ Penn. Yeah, BJ Penn. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, and so I guess my point is, anyone that tells me now that that, that looked down on me for being a conspiracy theorist, I just say, you know what? You keep being a sheeple, believing what you want to believe, believing the narrative that's given to you, like the government has never lied to us in our whole fucking existence of this country. I mean, give me a break. I'm not anti-government, but they fucking lie. And right. The mainstream media now just there's no journalism to go fact check anything, really fact check it, do actual journalism. It's just, right. no, let's 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 spout off whatever the government tells us to. And it's and now you have the CIA tampered with facebook and fucking the white oh. house and twitter and all these social medias were just like listening you go, oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll uh, censor that content no we can't have that come out it's just ridiculous what is happening and well, we I'm, and i'm i'm the fucking crazy guy it's like are you are is the crazy person the one that knew the truth was the truth was suppressed and then the truth comes out or is a crazy person the one that continuously believes what you're being told right. by the government and by mainstream media and by social media? Hmm. Right. We said last week that we wanted to do take your conspiracy theories and actually go through and pick out the ones that came true, which were pretty much everything oh, yeah. thing we spoke about. That will be a bit one day, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm be gonna write them all down. I yeah. got to do that as soon as we get off here. I forgot to do that. <laughs> yeah. And we'll let you know which ones uh, were fake, which ones were not. But it, it, it's just insane, this this world we live in, you know, where, you know, people uh, believe kind of what the fuck they want to believe. Or I guess really they're believing what's told to them, you know, uh, across the board. But do your own research. People. Yeah, but like pre, pre-COVID, when you did, when you said I do my own research, you weren't like looked down upon and like. People right. thought you were crazy for doing that. It's like, that's what's fucking nuts about it. Everyone, people believe now it's crazy for you to go out and find your own information about something and make your own decision about it. What? Like, where yeah. the fuck do we live? Like, yeah. what clown world are we living in 
where that's now looked down upon. Right, right. Well, I think we spoke about it last week, but I said if there's ever a fucking mask mandate again, I'm not wearing it. And anybody who has a problem with me not wearing it, because that was that was a thing where they could say, hey, you, you don't have your mask on. And and people. Be like, oh, yeah. Sorry. And, it was like communist style fucking, you know, point out your neighbor and have them fucking t- sense of the gulag because you're not wearing a mask. It's like this is where we are as a country. Oh, right. look, you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, my God. The mask that doesn't do shit. Right. <laughs> Now I'm going to wipe my ass with my mask and put it in that person's <laughs> face who was asking me where my mask is and say, exactly. <laughs> oh boy. And then sadly, there's still people out there that believe all this fucking shit that believe that masks work and they're going to still continue to wear them. And that's their choice. Go ahead wear a mask. But like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't Dude, help you. There's still people who believe that Trump was part of Russia collusion. Oh my God. Well, they, these people are. Yeah, this 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 should start in 2016, 15, 16 for me. Oh, Chad, here's a good thing that uh, you another conspiracy is that since you have these thoughts, that yeah. that's the reason why live is no. Longer. Oh, I know, I've seen that one. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's, that's just so funny. I mean, I mean, people get to make up their own things. Here, here is here's the conspiracy theory. Not true. <laughs> not true. Period. End of story. That's not the uh, that's not the main focal point there. Yeah. It's, All right. It's just well, any who, ladies and gentlemen, it has been our pleasure and I'm sure your listening pleasure for another uh, weekly show. <laughs> down the I'm tube. sure. <laughs> yeah. I get Josh on again, man. He took up like 40 minutes of our uh, of our show here. Yeah, he was great. Great. Josh, great I love Josh. Him. He's a great guy. Good dude. Absolutely a good dude. He should have stood his ground against Chad Taylor and yes. the idiot lawyer, but hey, that's that's all right. I'm at least I understand glad. that he didn't want to be involved and have his name. But you know, and then Chad just basically doxes doxes him. It's like, what the fuck, dude? This is just yeah. unbelievable to me. I'm glad he got to come on and tell his side of the story, or even just even just the story, because a lot of people don't know that a fan was being persecuted like that for being a fan. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, you know where to catch him at the Chad Gracie for Instagram. Uh, John Rotolo, wherever you uh, want to find me should be good. And <laughs> again, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll have more and more stuff prepared as we go through. I am still working on that phone number for you guys to call in. Or also working on a way for uh, maybe you guys to zoom in so we could have more than just the two of uh, uh, our faces on here. But, uh, thanks for listening, guys. And Chad, if you want to say goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll continue to put the shit in bullshit. Yes. Bye-bye. Stop lying. <laughs>